Can the government turn you gay? Is Chobani importing rapists? Today, we're going over part one of Alex Jones, the host of the radio show InfoWars. Find out how to make millions on others' fear on this week's episode of Well, That's Horrible. Welcome back to this week's episode of Well, That's Horrible. I am Reese and uh, not Travis. Oh, yay. I think you are. I Uh, might be. (laughs) We like to talk about horrible shit, record it, and then post it online. But before we get into that, I think we need to tackle the tough questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Unprofessional opinion. All right, are you set? Okay. <laughs> what is your funniest talent or untalent? Uh, my funniest talent is I learned this from Paul Rudd. Okay. But if you take your finger and bend it mm-hmm. and then put your other finger just right there, just like that, and put mm-hmm. it over a camera lens, uh-huh. you can make it look like whoever you're taking a picture of. <laughs> Has a man's ass and balls on their forehead. So, I mean, at home, you can try it. Just bend your finger, uh, put your middle finger just slightly behind it, uh, and then close one eye and look through it, and it looks like an asshole and uh, some balls dangling. So, you know. Now you know. Now it's, uh, you, can, you can have that skill. Uh, I'll pass that on for generations to come. Yes, absolutely. It's a heirloom. Yeah, exactly. Thank Paul Rudd. See, uh, mine, I would have to say, is uh, my impersonation of Louis Armstrong. <laughs> so I feel like we probably need a rendition of that. goes a little something like this. <laughs> well, I see skies blue, clouds white, the bright blessed day. Dark, sacred night, <laughs> and I think to myself, mm, what a wonderful world. Yeah. <laughs> How's having that cold going? Oh, not great. Not great. I am going to attempt numerous voices today, and it is going to destroy my throat. All right. Just like your last grinder date. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm confident. <laughs> All right. So, assuming our listeners have passed out from my amazing singing, uh, I think I should probably tell a horrible story. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. All aboard! Alex Jones is born in 1974 in Dallas, Texas. His dad is a dentist and his mom is a homemaker. He claims that his ancestry is Irish, German, Welsh, English, and, of course, Comanche. (laughs) I feel like every single white person out there uh, claims to be at least some percentage of Native American. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, what is that supposed to gain you? I don't. What what is the advantage there? Like, oh no, I'm Native, so I I'm from here. One person, 
<laughs> back <laughs> about ancestry. 42 generations ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's true. I mean, I'm just too aggressively white to claim that I have anything else anything. in me. Like, yeah, no, I, I... You were made in a Wonder Bread factory. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> same physique. <laughs> and same, same noise genitals. when you get poked in the stomach. Yep. <laughs> well, maybe not in my stomach, but, you know, <laughs> poke me somewhere. Otherwhere. Otherwhere? We'll go with it. Otherwhere. Otherwhere. <laughs> Now, I do want to clarify at the beginning of this that I'm not saying that all conspiracy theories are wrong. Um, you know, our government has for sure done some shady shit. I, I don't think that politicians have our best interest at heart. And uh, just because something is an unpopular opinion doesn't make it wrong. Um, but when these theories really start to be harmful to others, that's, that's when you have an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so in high school... Alex reads a book called None Dare Call It Conspiracy by Gary Allen. Um, It goes way off the deep end, presenting evidence that um, Gary believed global bankers controlled American politics rather than elected officials. Um, A lot of people believe that people in this demographic use terms like global elites um, and world bankers as safer placeholders for just being anti-Semitic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which, on an interesting side note, this is going to be another ADHD rant, um, but do you know how uh, the um, whole conspiracy about the Jewish people being involved with banking came about? No. So, way, way back in the day, um, it was determined that uh, there, there are some verses in the Bible that talk about Um, you can't charge your neighbor interest. So all of the Christians were like, okay, well then, apparently we can't loan money out. So uh, they wouldn't allow Jewish people to have any other job other than the ones they didn't want. Mm -hmm. And one of those was banking. And so the Jewish people were like, okay, fine. And so they... um, started opening up the banking industry and uh apparently they were like okay fuck it if you're gonna make us do this we're gonna make money at it right and then centuries later the same white people were like what what they're they're controlling all the banking how could this happen they're clearly (laughs) terrible people so that was the whole beginning of it they were told that was the only job they could have and then were vilified for it yeah dumb shit (laughs) um So anyway, uh, the Waco siege at the Branch Davidian Complex happens during Alex's senior year of high school. Um, According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, these events only, quote, confirmed his belief in the inexorable progress of unseen malevolent forces. He also gets involved in the John Birch Society, which is a group formed in 1958 that is anti-communist. Uh, supports social conservatism and is associated with ultra-conservative, um, radical right, and far-right ideas. Uh, Fred Koch was actually one of the founding members. Alex claims that his parents raised him to be apolitical so he would come to his own conclusions. Uh, but if you're dropped into a group like that, you're definitely not sitting in the middle aisle. Here's a quote from him about his high school years. 
and I'm going to try an Alex Jones voice, but it's going to wreck, <laughs> wreck my voice. When I was 16, I didn't want to party anymore. I didn't want to play games anymore. I grew up. I'd already been in fights, all the big rituals. I'd already had probably, I hate to brag, but I'm not bragging, it's actually shameful. Probably 150 <laughs> women or more. That's conservative. <laughs> he also adds, I'd already had over 150 women. I'd already been in fights with full-grown men. I was already dating college girls by the time I was 15 years old. I was already a man at 16. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know her. She lives in Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah, she goes to a different school. <laughs> Do you think that Alex knows that his hand doesn't count? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> when he reveals this fact about himself, he says that the cabal is trying to reduce the global population and that from a biological standpoint, everyone should be having kids by 16. Jesus. <laughs> that, that's that's how not we, problematic. No, no, like, not How at is all. that not a bigger fucking <laughs> headline? <laughs> right. Like, Alex Jones supports pedophilia. Like, <laughs> everybody having kids at 16? Everybody. That's just, that's illegal. Biologically. It, yeah. We need to have kids at 16. Jesus. <laughs> I so, mean, and I say this as somebody who had a kid at 17. <laughs> <laughs> you waited. You're behind the curve. <laughs> <laughs> you you could just feel your fertility waning, right? And decided, nope, nope, we got to go for this. No, I'm I'm hyper fertile, <laughs> or was. We got the old snip snip, but there's no hyper fertility. <laughs> fucking, it's a thing. You're just smooth like a Ken doll down there now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, just got the it doctor all removed. sneezed and took everything <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't require much hand movement to remove it all. I mean, really, I, you can't blame him. Just had a little just. <laughs> Yeah. Twitch and it's gone. <laughs> exactly. It's like pulling off a hangnail from your thumb. <laughs> I thought I had a pube once, but I cut it and it bled. <laughs> <laughs> so having having kids at 16, that's how we fight for the resistance. Uh, anyway, Alex plays football in high school and graduates in 1993. He attends Austin Community College for a short stint, but uh, then drops out. Alex claims that he didn't smoke pot because it makes him paranoid. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe what <laughs> Alex Jones would come up with if he was paranoid. More, right? more paranoid. <laughs> There's no way. I don't, I suppose it could be crazier than what he comes up with now, but that would not be easy to accomplish. Yeah, that's, that's a... What's higher than Everest? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, in the stratosphere. Uh, <laughs> All right. So he claims this and then turns around and says that he smokes weed once a year to monitor its strength because he believes that the global elites are making weed stronger to control the populace. Uh, I mean, maybe. May well, okay. So, <laughs> so that was, that was oh. my view. I, from, from what I've heard, it is... Stronger than it used to be back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's stronger now. I would wager that it has way more to do with just science-oriented potheads mm -hmm. wanting stronger weed than it does with the global elites trying to take anyone over. Yeah, I remember, like, 
how big like the cannabis cup was like when I was growing up when I was like a teenager mm-hmm. like everybody knew which strain won well at least all the people I, I hung out with <laughs> so having we, been homeschooled <laughs> that was not a large topic of discussion <laughs> at the dinner table <laughs> Right, we had or with my fellow soccer friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, as I was skateboarding at the gas station, we would you know go in and shoplift the high times. And was know. this before or after you carved hate life into your knuckles? Oh yeah, no, this was during that time. Okay, that same smack time period. I did it for like a year. I mean, yeah, and you can still like you can still see oh, it pretty yeah. good. Uh, it's still there. Hate life carved into my knuckles uh, because I was. That cool. Also, at the so time, hard. my mohawk, uh-huh. I had a, it was pretty long. It was yeah. about uh, maybe eight or nine inches at that time. It okay. was bright green. Uh, that was until I, uh, it's been over seven years, so yeah. I'm going to <laughs> tell the story. Uh, I was at a house party, mm-hmm. and uh, we were there for some event that was in town, and we didn't even know these people. Like, okay. we were there, like... 15 minutes and we all had just cracked open our first beer mm-hmm. and uh, it was like me and my group of friends and there's the for one the door was just a piece of plywood to this trailer house <laughs> okay classy uh, so it didn't have a hole or anything didn't latch or anything just a piece of plywood uh and we're just going in there we knew a friend of a friend who invited us to this random trailer party um and then we're sitting there, and I'm just about to light up a bowl, mm-hmm. and <laughs> cop just walks in. <laughs> and not just one. It was like four or five cops oh. walk in. Uh, apparently, they got news of a, a party going on, and uh-huh. it was a big event in town. Okay. Uh, so there's just cops everywhere. Yep. They had like brought in cops from other departments, from other towns for this event. Oh, no. And I uh, am sitting right next to the front door. And I have my buddy next to me mm-hmm. who has one leg. Uh, <laughs> so he's not going anywhere. Right. You know? <laughs> At this point, I decide every man for himself. He might be able to hop really fast. I mean, he, he got moving, but, okay. you know, there was a lot of cops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, stand up and cops are like, hey, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. This seems like it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, that's fine. No idea why you let me go. <laughs> so I go, and I run to this bedroom, uh-huh. and I see this little window. And it's only, like, probably a foot by two feet. Okay. And at this time, I was, like, 127 pounds. Super skinny. <laughs> wow. And uh, about the same height I am now. Okay. So about a little under six foot. Yeah. Uh, so I dive through this window, open it, like, it was up top, too, it was a yeah. high one. So I dive through this window, and there's a fucking cop already there. I catch the window seal, I have no idea how I did this, catch the window seal uh, as I'm going through it, yeah. and land on my feet after diving through this window, okay. <laughs> like some fucking Jason Bourne type right. shit. Never right. do it again if I tried. <laughs> and I... Start running, yeah. and cops at the other end of the trailer turn around, fuck that, start running the other way, mm-hmm. uh, and there's more cops, and they're in the right by the door, and there's this fence that's about four feet high, and I just fucking vault it like an <laughs> Olympic hurdler and just start running, and I fucking just 
take off, leaving multiple friends behind <laughs> you. <laughs> so in other words, I should never get in trouble with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's cool. You know, when it's cops, it's, right. you, you just you just go. Uh, <laughs> and I had stashed like my pot and my pipe. Uh-huh. In the couch of this random trailer. <laughs> fucking take off. Uh, and I end up, there's a random fucking just semi-trailer trailer, just mm-hmm. like uh, in this field. I crank it open, go in there, and I fucking hold it shut. So it's like a bar mm-hmm. on the inside, and I'm fucking on it. So they, like, try to open it. They don't know if I've gone in there, so right. they check to see if it's locked. I'm fucking standing on it. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, and they go. I wait like half an hour and then run some more, and then I have my buddy come from out of town, come pick me up. I go to Missoula because I live down the valley. Okay. Uh, so I come to the bigger city, shave my mohawk off because it was bright green, mm-hmm. and then uh, – yeah, so like hid out with at my sister's house for like two weeks because <laughs> wow. of summer vacation. Yeah. And then uh, I finally come home and about a week after I'm home, uh, the cop that would first come through the door mm-hmm. uh, comes to my house and was like, hey, I know you were at that house party. Uh, and my dad was oh, like, no. oh, no, he was home that whole night. He's like, nope, I can verify it. He was with me. It, like, total fucking G move. Ten toes <laughs> down. <laughs> but the cop was like, I know. Yeah. I was like, no, I haven't had a mohawk in, in a while. You must have heard wrong because I used to have one. But in, like, legit, there's probably still dye on my head at this point. <laughs> and I have an obviously freshly shaved fucking head. <laughs> I was like, no, this is how it's always been. As you know, Mr. Officer, it is physically impossible to remove a mohawk. And you can see, I don't have one. Yeah, my hair's not even green because I don't have any hair. I have roughly a week's worth of growth. How did that happen? (laughs) So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that was... That was uh, the type of shit we were getting up to. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Uh... (laughs) With all of three pages of college textbook uh, knowledge (laughs) under his belt, Alex sets off into the world. He starts to host a Colin show on public access television in Austin, Texas. It's now 1995 with the Oklahoma City bombing on everyone's minds, and Alex comes out with the theory that Timothy McVeigh wasn't actually responsible for the bombing. In fact, Jones goes so far as to organize a successful campaign to rebuild a new Branch Davidian church. In 1996, Jones makes the switch from TV to radio. He hosts a show called The Final Edition. He begins to broadcast about the New World Order conspiracy theory running around. His dentist dad was the one that got him the gig and Mm. was actually the first to buy ad spots on his show. Oh, what a supportive father. <laughs> it's so good to hear. Really supportive of his child's dream so much. <laughs> it would be much more heartwarming if it didn't go the way that it does. I mean, <laughs> either you have really unsupportive parents mm-hmm. and you turn into Hitler, or right. you have super supportive parents and you turn into Alex Jones. So, so you need you're to be right in the middle. Way. Right in the middle. Yeah, you just got to have the right amount of neglect. <laughs> the right amount of abuse to make you funny. <laughs> My parents probably should have hit me some more. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, there is a local group of pranksters that call themselves Anathema Enterprises. They call in and 
They call in all the time to Alex's show just to fuck with him, screaming <laughs> things like, die, 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 or calling him Jarhead Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that nickname specifically sends him into a blind rage every time, and he lunges for the call button to cut them off. The group is led by Clayton Counts. I'll give you one guess on his nickname. And this is not a joke. Okay. Clayton Clouts? Space Hitler. Space Hitler. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't guessing that one. <laughs> I was Come like, on. is there a hint here? <laughs> no, Space nope. Hitler. Space Hitler. <laughs> In 1997, Jones hosts an open house at the radio station for fans to stop in and chat. But no actual fans show up. Only the hecklers. <laughs> he recognizes Space Hitler's voice and starts screaming at the guy. It's all a strictly verbal altercation until one of the hecklers mumbles one word. Jarhead. <laughs> Alex screams, do you want to step outside? <laughs> they go outside. Alex locks the door to the station, walks over to his car, grabs something from under the seat and shoves it into his waistband. He then walks over to the guy who was being an absolute meanie head and screams, This is my place of business. I have a gun. I can shoot you. You are threatening me at my place of business. I can hold my ground here. What a snowflake. Right? Yeah. They called him a meanie name. They and said he the flies mean off. words. They said the mean words and he flies off the handle and claims he has a gun. Right? Fucking bitch move. <laughs> What a hood. <laughs> what a thug. Thug. Such a thug. <laughs> the guy takes a step back, which emboldens Alex. Alex puffs up his chest and continues to threaten the guy. Finally, the guy just yells, you know what? Fucking just shoot me then. And pops Alex in the face. Alex is stunned <laughs> enough that the guy gets another good hit in before he starts to fight back. One bystander was quoted as saying... Alex starts hitting back, and it's like he's just throwing his hands straight forward. It's super inept. <laughs> but not only was this scrappy little dude kicking Alex's ass, but he's also shit-talking to him between punches with things like, oh, you're a professional fighter? Pop! Oh, you do this for a living? Pop! <laughs> this guy gets 8 to 10 really solid hits on Alex's face. When it finally comes, and uh, what makes that even better is Alex is very excited about his physique and his mm -hmm. ability to handle himself. Right. In fact, I, I heard, I went through so many quotes of his, but <laughs> I heard one of his quotes and he goes, uh, he's talking about himself and he goes, combat model, optimum self-sufficiency, probably the best. <laughs> uh, when it finally comes to filing a police report, Alex changes the story from three people to four to five, quote, Counterculture Generation X types. <laughs> uh, and claims that Space Hitler, quote, had a double-edged military type killing knife. He's very strange looking. He has eyes that look like a goat. He has pasty white skin. He has pasty white green skin. I am in fear of losing my life. <laughs> Jesus. But you know who isn't afraid of a goat man with a killing knife? Hmm. Nick Nolte. Does your grandma use that knife to cut butter? Does she take it to her fancy church picnics? 
I swallowed a few chunks of iron last week and shit out a better knife than you have right there. <laughs> Alex's daddy shows up and offers everyone involved $100 to not press charges. Man, back in the day when you could bribe people with 100 bucks. Right. Inflation. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> this job lasts for about three years when he is fired from the radio station because he's unwilling to discuss topics other than conspiracy theories. He was quoted as saying, It was purely political, and it came down from on high. I was told 11 weeks ago to lay off Bill Clinton, to lay off all these politicians, to not talk about rebuilding the church, to stop bashing the Marines, A to Z. These guys that push all these conspiracy theories always start out with a sentence uh, that has something reasonable, mm -hmm. and then they just go from reasonable to way off the deep end because they're expecting people to just follow them along the road to insanity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I mean, sure. Okay, politicians need bashing. That's yeah. deserved. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, talking, Sometimes literally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> talking on public radio about rebuilding a church normally wouldn't be problematic when it's involved with the, the Waco, Texas massacre. I can see how that would be a little more controversial yeah. on the radio. Uh, but yeah, then, it started so early. Uh-huh. Like, dude's fucking... Yeah. Cold-blooded. Oh, yeah. He, He's just a massive narcissist. He absolutely is. In fact, it gets more specific about that, too. Um, but then he goes to bashing the Marines. And right. there aren't many things you can do. Well, now there are a lot of things you can do to get yourself canceled. Um, <laughs> but uh, back then, there weren't many things other than insulting the armed forces. Right. That was really the one thing that America at large would just, nope. Nope, you're out. Yeah, like Jane Fonda. Like, yeah. I fucking love Jane Fonda. Right. Her and Dolly Parton. Buddy mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'd fuck all of them. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever you're into. <laughs> Ask your wife to paint some creases on her face so she looks a little wrinkled, a little bit older. <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe let's not lump all of those topics together. Right. Uh, from from sane to insane. Right. Um, in 1999, Alex and his then-wife Kelly form a news website called InfoWars, uh, which was only used to promote conspiracy theories. It starts out as a mail-order outlet for selling their conspiracy-oriented videos. Hmm. Alex continues growing this company while still working in radio. After he gets fired from the Austin radio station, he starts to broadcast his own internet-based radio show from his home. By 2001, his radio show is syndicated on approximately 100 stations. Uh, now we get to the turning point in the success of Alex's career. He decides to go with the Nostradamus shotgun method of making predictions. If you make enough predictions, some of them are bound to become true. And and really, that's that's what happened with Nostradamus, too, is he just made a zillion vague <laughs> predictions. Right. And people were able to dig through and find three or four that were like, mm, if you squint and turn your head just right, this prediction fits this situation. <laughs> right. And now they think he's brilliant. Same thing that uh, that Alex did here. He was just throwing out conspiracy theories left and right. And if something stuck, then mm -hmm. that that's the only thing people paid attention to. Right. Um, yeah, he you know, broken clocks, right? Twice a day. We already discussed this, Travis, unless, 
It's digital. (laughs) He claims to have gotten information that indicates that the World Trade Center is going to be attacked. On the day of the 9-11 attacks, Jones says on his radio show that there was a, quote, 98% chance this was a government-orchestrated controlled bombing. And, okay, now, I, I don't want to get into the conspiracy theory weeds here. Like, that that could be a whole different show of just discussing you know, some conspiracy theories. But but jet fuel can't melt steel beams. I no. know. And, and honestly, <laughs> my, uh, my curiosity makes me want to dig into that more. But, um, so, I, I know that, uh, that we could be stuck there for a little while. Um, but I would definitely make the argument that, he couldn't have had anywhere near enough evidence. He made the claim the same day on 9-11. That's wild. So it would, to me, it would be a different thing if like a few weeks later, he was like, oh, I got this information that uh, tells me that, okay, at least I'll, I'll hear someone out. Same day, he was just, you know that he was excited that right. something had lined up with one of his predictions. Right. <laughs> um. Unfortunately, this is where Jones discovers that if he can be loud enough with insanely controversial statements, he will get more attention for better or worse. He was the epitome of no press is bad press. That, mm-hmm. That's just how he rolled. Um, it must have worked because by 2010, Jones has over 2 million listeners per week. How do we get there? <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to start coming out with insane conspiracy theories. Because of his statement about 9-11, several stations drop Jones. He becomes one of the leading figures in the 9-11 truther movement. He also becomes aware of the fact that the more controversial his statements, the more press he gets. And the more press he gets, the more he can sell his products. Oh, did, did I forget to mention that uh, that he started selling products much like the ShamWild guy? <laughs> Except as far as I know, Alex hasn't uh, punched a sex worker in an alley. Yeah, or, to the best of my knowledge. To the best. I mean, it's, it's possible. It's entirely possible. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. No, no. That would not be out of left field for him. <laughs> uh, starting in 2015, he starts to peddle nutritional supplements that claimed to give you better health to survive the apocalypse, as well as survival gear. From a purely pragmatic standpoint, though, you, you at least have to admit that this is a brilliant business plan. Um... Convince millions of people that everything is mere minutes away from collapse, get them terrified and pissed off, mm-hmm. and then offer them products that solve all their problems. It's very unethical, but brilliant as far as business goes. I actually found out that BuzzFeed bought a bunch of his supplements and sent them to a lab to be tested. There was nothing unsafe in them, but they for sure are only made up of the exact same vitamins and minerals in the bottles on the shelf at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I I, uh, take the supplements, and that's exactly why I'm built like Arnold Schwarzenegger circa 1987. (laughs) (laughs) One of his biggest sellers is iodine tablets, which he calls... Survival Shield. He goes on for an hour about how the global elites are poisoning the water. Then he implies scarcity by saying things like, We've just restocked this. <laughs> a reporter sends this, uh, I- these iodine tablets into a lab as well, and they determine that they have significantly lower levels of iodine than anything you can buy off the shelf. 
<laughs> has this shitty product yep. remarketed has the tw- has twice the recommended daily ingestion of lead oh god and cost 10 times as much as the iodine that actually has iodine in it the people buying the these types of products mm-hmm. from alex jones are yep. the l- people that need more lead in their diet the <laughs> least like they are already like bottom of the barrel yep. for intelligence it's not going to for get the it. most part you know some of them are probably schizophrenic <laughs> <laughs> but those other ones than can't that, help it. They're probably pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. And they're, he's just like, oh, they got to be dumber. <laughs> yeah. And they'll keep listening. Let's give them all the lead. <laughs> Tastes like mint. It's why the government put fluoride in your water. <laughs> oh, keep that dumb. That's another one. I don't remember if I have this later <laughs> on in the script. I did so much research for this episode. But uh, he also has fluoride-free toothpaste mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. $14 a tube. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's like uh, fucking Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that outrageous. Like, that is the way you'd probably see a fucking Whole Foods uh, or some shit. It really shit, is. But. That's true. Uh, now, listen, folks. I'm as iodine deficient as the next guy, but <laughs> don't take any chances. Check out our online store now for our Super Extra Life Protector which is our line of iodine-free iodine tablets, guaranteed <laughs> to not have a single grain of iodine. The global elites want your body to be at least 97% iodine-free. You'll notice, by the way, that thing that I threw in there, uh, all of these stats that he throws out, if he wants to say that he's completely certain about something, he says that it's like 98%, mm-hmm. because then he leaves himself some leeway, so inevitably when it turns out to be wrong, he can say, well, I didn't say that it was actually completely certain, just mostly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking snake oil salesman uh-huh. modern day well and that's a that's a psychology tactic too that if you throw enough stats at people they are much more likely to believe what you're saying because it seems like you've done your research i mean i have to think back about how much you throw stats around at work <laughs> that's beside the point 99 percent of the time my stats are accurate <laughs> I do throw a lot of stats around, don't I? But do you trust me? I do. Okay. Pick it implicitly. Implicitly? Implicit. Is that the word you're going for? I think so. Like completely? Fucking do. Yeah, implicitly. Implicitly, yeah. While we're on the subject, let's talk a little bit more about other products that he carries. He's got things like prostate pills. Which I was really disappointed to find out that they don't go up the bum chute. <laughs> no, they don't go in the old prison wallet. No, they don't go in the old prison wallet. Um, he has something called male vitality, bulletproof vests, industrial water filtration, uh, hmm. patriot seeds, which I assume that's what uh, Alex calls his splooge. <laughs> Patriot seeds <laughs> and nanny cams. Um, Why nanny cams? Well, because you need to know if the government is sneaking into your home. I of guess. Course. <laughs> <laughs> There's one section that I was super curious about called "quote nuclear and biological." Uh, the main picture on the menu shows what looks like a compact gas mask. I click on the link. And there's only one product. Guess what it was? What's that? A cloth 
face mask with the InfoWars <laughs> logo on it. Whoa, I just smacked my microphone super hard. Um, but it was the InfoWars logo on a face mask. Nothing screams, I'm only here for the money. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that was super anti-mask. Right. And the only product in his anti-biological warfare section is a cloth mask. Right. Fucking. Uh, you don't You don't need to look any further than that to figure out his intentions. <laughs> right. He's just after the money. <laughs> yep. Um, in fact, quite a few of his staffers report that he was worried that if a Republican was in office, the far-right panic would die down and he would lose money. So uh, a, a huge percentage of them actually think that he voted for Obama. <laughs> uh, when the Fukushima disaster happens, he tells his employees to buy up all the iodine they can get their hands on, and he sells all of it. Um, he also listens... He also likes to claim FDA approval, but what he actually says, I I listened to the show and uh, I heard him mention this. So he always says, these things are made in an FDA approved facility. So to clarify, the product itself is not FDA approved. It's just in a facility that has been certified by the FDA. Um, So reading through the descriptions of some of these things, like his DNA shield product, um, I've never seen more may protect froms and (laughs) may potentially be affected by's in one place at the same time. (laughs) His lawyers had to have had a field day trying to make those statements vague enough that Mm -hmm. they wouldn't get sued. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The way he continues to grow is that he actually doesn't charge any of the radio stations for playing his four-hour daily show. So I I hate the fact that despite him being a horrible human being, I can't help but have some level of respect <laughs> for his business genius. Because right. th- there are a few things that he did that kind of changed the industry, and he's become incredibly successful as a result of it. Well. He, he did. He was. He, he was. He, he, he was. <laughs> um, we'll see how things go. Yeah. So because he doesn't charge for any of his shows, more and more stations play his show because it's free programming. So mm-hmm. they don't have to pay for it. So his show is going everywhere. So essentially, he gets to broadcast a four-hour-long infomercial every single day um, for free. He doesn't have to pay for it. So he's making mm-hmm. all of his money just off of the uh, products that he's selling. In fact, within three years, uh, InfoWars has pulled in $165 million from the online store alone. Goddamn. <laughs> his income goes from $5 million uh, before his supplement store to $20 million. Alex is also great at creating a tribalist mentality by saying things like, If you're watching this transmission, you know damn well you're part of the resistance. <laughs> right. <laughs> he also isn't shy at all about asking for financial support from his listeners. He holds what he calls money bomb campaigns, where he broadcasts for as long as 36 hours straight, asking people to call in with donations to, quote, support the resistance. Just imagine how much Coke 
It takes him to broadcast that long. Right, How right. many Coke breaks does he take? Uh, so many. So many. The dude is a walking eight ball. <laughs> An eight ball in human form. I mean, mostly in ball-shaped form, but he's still... One staff member reports that she quit her job there when someone called to give support and they had to put the donation on a credit card because their house had been foreclosed. Jesus. Yeah. That, that's how committed. That's how committed these listeners are to him. Um, and to clarify, this is already a for-profit business. Mm-hmm. So this is not a nonprofit. They are very much out there to make money, and they can do call drives to earn more money when they just feel like it. I'm telling you, we don't have nearly enough control over our listeners. <laughs> no, Not we don't. nearly enough. I need to figure out how to be more manipulative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but people are so committed to it that all he has to do is ask for the money and they come through. <laughs> how do we get our listeners to do that? I'm going to get real serious here. Listener, if you're listening to this transmission of horrible stories, then you know damn well... Now you have a sick sense of humor. <laughs> Give us money or the Illuminati win. <laughs> well, folks, this wraps up the rise of Alex Jones. Next week, we'll be going over the fall of Alex Jones. Um, but I think what we really need to finish this off is some good news. Good news, everyone! Well, that's not so horrible. What you got for you, TiVo? So this is for all the people that are super worried about the super volcano. Yeah. The one under Yellowstone? Um, the one under Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, this is, you know, shout out coworker Kina. <laughs> so uh, so they have been... Uh, she worries about everything. Yeah. She's, I mean, she has COVID right now, too. So. <laughs> Monkey Sucks pox for are you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so this is shout out... Uh, so they have been doing a lot of studies, you know, obviously, for those who don't know, yeah. uh, if the, there's this giant volcano underneath Yellowstone, that's where all, a lot of that uh, old faithful and a lot of that seismic yep. activity and uh, that, you know, magma, right? Right. Ma- magma's in the ground? Yeah. Yeah. I so. think. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and it's huge. It's, it's absolutely massive. If it erupts. What is something you've never heard? <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm thrown off, uh, so it's estimated that if it erupts, yeah. we're, we're going to get bad news first. If it erupts, uh, it's going to take out essentially everything within a few hundred miles, like, right? Uh, like a thousand miles. We're in it. the blast zone, right? Yeah, we're we're right on the cusp uh, here in Missoula, which I okay. mean, we're. What, a nine-hour drive from Yellowstone? Yeah, I think it's about that. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, this this is a big topic of conversation just for people in Montana in general because right. we're so close to mm-hmm. Yellowstone. And it was honestly a little bit of a relief when I lived in Billings, which is a lot closer mm-hmm. to Yellowstone. It was a relief knowing that my death would be almost instant when that erupted, because then I'd be gone. I'd be done, and I wouldn't right. have to worry about it anymore. You'd be died. But I'd be died. But living on the edge of the blast zone honestly makes me nervous, because then my thought is, oh, I'm still going to die, just very slowly. Right. 
Right. <laughs> but good news on that. Okay. So uh, they've been doing a lot of studies. They uh, think that they have a way to release uh, the pressure, some of the gas buildup, some of the okay. uh, pressure within the volcano so uh, slowly like a... over time. And they think that they can get it to almost a 0% chance of eruption. Whoa. It's a 0 to 3% chance of eruption. Uh, Are there incantations they... involved? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean... It's just like at the same time, this is either going to be great, right. you know, saves us from the super volcano. Yeah, you know, Kino doesn't have to worry anymore. <laughs> uh, She'll still worry. <laughs> or it could be like it's like that black hole that mm-hmm. they were making like deep underground. Yep. Like if that works, that's great. That's fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. But if it goes wrong, we're all dead. Right. So <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. So it could either be really good and really happy news for you, uh-huh. or it could be something that now you're worried that it's a conspiracy for the government to take out half of the United States when they want to. So just to tie into Alex Jones. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> dear listener, we have just replaced <laughs> all of our lava-resistant clothing in the Well That's Horrible <laughs> online store. Please check it out. It is all made out of tinfoil. On the upside, once you're done using the clothing, you can reshape it into a hat. Or a swan. Or a swan. And keep your leftovers in there. <laughs> Place the swan on your head. This tinfoil <laughs> clothing is running for only $387. Ladies and gentlemen, this clothing anywhere else would be $388. But today only, two days, I was about to say two days before Black Friday, and then I realized I'm way off on my timeline. (laughs) A few days before Black Friday. (laughs) Actually, no, I was just thinking release date. This is coming out two days. No, I'm still wrong. Two days before (laughs) Thanksgiving. This is not going well for you. It's not going well at all. (sighs) Well, that wraps up. (laughs) Just give up. This week's episode. Oh, well, that's horrible. Please continue to listen. Please, please listen. Rate and subscribe. It really helps so we can keep growing. Join us next week when we go over the collapse of Alex Jones. Remember to make sure your iodine actually has iodine in it. And always remember to make the world a little less horrible. I realized that uh, I did not actually finish that intro, so I have things like, did you know some things? Did you know that there are also other things? Find out more today. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Just some place filler. Yep. (laughs)